We live in a world where something is always brewing. Knowing that we are not alone in our struggles oftentimes gives us the strength to keep pushing forward. So pour that cup of coffee because you, my friend, are not alone. Welcome to Coffee with Corey. Good morning. Welcome to Coffee with Corey. Get yourself a cup of coffee. Let's settle in and let's put on some intentionality about some things that help us grow and mature. And I don't know about you, but I'm always in the state of wanting to learn and be a student of life. I don't think we ever arrive at knowing everything. And I think it's so important that we become students of ourselves. It's just so important to be open to receive new information. And it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to evolve. And that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be on this lifelong journey of learning. And so come along with me because today we're going to talk about a topic that is um, not what I think we talk about often, but something that definitely needs to be highlighted given the state of affairs of our world with everything that's going on and everything that just goes on in life, period. Today's episode is titled Good Grief. And I would like to just present to you the idea that it is good to grieve. It is good to experience and allow yourself to feel all the feels. But so many times people avoid feeling grief. People avoid dealing with the hurt, the wounds. They're put in a neat little box and, you know, put away somewhere in the back of our subconscious. And actually taints us in a way that we do life differently because we have unresolved grief and we have unresolved pain. I think just like when you have something bubbling on the back burner that you've forgotten about or but it's still there and it's still bubbling and it's still brewing and sometimes it spills over and it creates a mess and grief is the same way unresolved grief bubbles over into other areas of our lives it bubbles over into our relationships it bubbles over into our coping it bubbles over into our consciousness and how we perceive things through the lens of the wound in the hurt. And so sometimes when we put these things on the back burner and we refuse to deal with them, it comes out in other weird ways, other ways that we necessarily wouldn't react or respond. But because we have that bubbling on the back burner, undealt with, unresolved, we're more apt to respond in anger or bitterness or detachment or what have you. And so I think that it is so important for us to deal with our grief because it does manifest itself in other behaviors. We don't even realize that, you know, maybe we're overeating, maybe we're excessively drinking, maybe we're medicating, maybe we need a pill to wake up, pill to go to sleep, pill to resolve our anxiety, pill for this, pill for that. And it's we're medicating away the hurt and the pain. Maybe it's shopping. Maybe there's the compulsion of needing something new, needing some new distraction. Sometimes people even create their own chaos in their lives, perpetuating drama because they can't sit with what's actually going on inside of them. The quiet, the stillness, 
only highlights what's wrong with them, attempts to push away the feeling of the pain or the grief, they will continue to perpetuate drama and chaos so that it continues to be unresolved. Because you're always focusing on the drama and the confusion, not sitting still and finding out what's your baseline and what's still brewing on that back burner. And so it's super important to have quiet, to be self-aware, to self-gauge and be intentional about making sure you allow yourself time to grieve the losses of the things in your lives. It may be the loss of a person, but it may not be. Maybe it's the loss of the expectation, how you thought something was going to go and you were disappointed. Maybe it's the grief of the loss of a relationship or the grief or the loss of a job. And it's okay to grieve the loss of things in life. And it's a part of who we were created to be as humans. We were created not only cerebral and logical, but we've also been created to be emotional and to feel a wide variety of emotions. And so when we deny the fact that we are emotional beings, we're denying parts of ourselves I see this quite often, that people will view grieving or when someone expresses emotions such as tears or grief as a sign of weakness. I mean, I don't know about you, but like I grew up in an age where like if we cried, it was like, dust yourself off. Stop. Stop. You're acting like a baby. Cut the crap. Like you need to stop. You 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 need to cut it out. Like you can't behave like this. And it wasn't like a a thing where you could really express sadness or emotion. It was very much stifled in the era that I grew up in. And I think that that's I find that to be a, a very common when I talk to other people about this topic that crying is a sign of weakness. Oh, big girls don't cry, right? The song that we all know from the 50s or like men don't cry. Men are supposed to be stoic. But I think that's denying and it's not allowing you to validate the feeling or emotion that you're feeling. And when you have things or energy that is unresolved, it will manifest in a physical way or in another weird warped way. Like I talked before, overeating, drinking, medicating, shopping, constant distraction of, with drama. Those are coping ways to deal with that unresolved energy. But also, can I just put this out there that we are holistic beings and the things that happen to us emotionally and mentally do affect us physically. I've done studies where they actually attribute some forms of cancer to bitterness and unforgiveness. They will attribute heart disease through fear and anxiety. And so you might say like, Cora, that's that's not real. That, that sounds like a bunch of hippie crap. Well, can I just say like, don't we cry? cry out of emotion when you experience such joy or happiness or compassion or if you've experienced loss or sorrow or anguish doesn't it move you to tears and so tears actually help us cope and alleviate stress i'm kind of going to go into a science lesson so bear with me but there are three types of tears there are basal tears where our tear ducts create tears which are protein rich and filled with antibiotic fluid to keep our eyes moist and free of bacteria there are reflex tears that are triggered by an irritant such as wind or smoke 
onions for all my cookers out there. But also like if you got bumped in the nose and you react with tears. And then the third type is what we're mainly talking about today is emotional tears. And we shed tears in a response to a wide range of emotions. Um, And they contain higher levels of hormones. When you create emotional tears, there are other things that are released, other hormones, other proteins that are released in the expression of tears, which is so cool, I think. So it's your body actually uses tears as a self-soothing mechanism. It helps calm. We could see this with babies. Sometimes babies will cry themselves to sleep or even like adults if we have a good cry, like after we experience that, like that, that calm, that, oh, letting it out. Other research has found that shedding emotional tears releases oxytocin and endorphins. And these chemicals are the feel-good chemicals that also ease physical and emotional pain. I've read different medical journals about this, and you can definitely do your own research. But shedding of tears for emotional reasons actually helps you cope. It actually will enhance your mood because it's releasing the endorphins and oxytocin. It actually will relieve stress because they contain a release of stress hormones. And researchers believe that crying could reduce the levels of chemicals in your body, which in turn do reduce stress. And I also think it's very curious because I'm always like thinking about it like on a spiritual level. We don't cry out of our mouths. We don't cry out of our ears. We don't cry out of our noses. We cry out of our eyes. And I always think of our eyes as the beacon in which we perceive things. And so I think that shedding tears is cathartic for us to perceive things accurately in our lives. So many people are in denial of of grief. They um, push it away. They push it aside. It goes on unresolved for years. Now, I'm not saying like be doing this in public. You know, I prefer personally, if I feel like I have something that's that's going on, you know, alone in the shower or when I have a minute by myself, maybe with a trusted friend, but not it's not like a very public thing when I do. And I think that that's important too, to do it in your own safe space. I think it's important to acknowledge the emotions that you're feeling. And I think people that are more easily and readily available to express themselves have a better concept and empathy towards other people because you can only understand from your own level of understanding, right? Like if you don't understand the concepts of neurology, a neurologist is going to talk to you and it's going to go right over your head, right? So if you don't understand the concept, you don't understand emotions, you're not going to be able to perceive other people's emotions properly. And so I think that when people are able to express themselves or or people are able to have open dialogue about things, I think they are more in tune with their emotions and therefore in turn more able to assess and perceive others' emotions because they're self-aware with themselves and therefore in turn they can understand other people. Yes, 
you know, you might have experienced painful things, but it's going to help you empathize and help someone else later on in life that might be going through a similar circumstance. And because you have endured this event, your perception and understanding from going through this event is going to help you coach someone else later on in your life. And so our pain gets recycled. We grieve the pain and we experience the loss. But for me, when I reflect back on some painful things that happen in my life, I can talk about them without becoming emotional because I've dealt with them in private. I've dealt with those raw, hurting, painful experiences in private. And so it's super important to deal with those things because you're going to either fall into two camps, like say if a trauma or a grief incident happened in your life, people do one of two things. I've seen people that talk about it all the time and that incident becomes their identity and they're like, yep, this happened. And it always comes out in conversation. No matter what conversation you're in, this topic for them constantly comes up because it's unresolved. And then we have another camp of individuals where it's something they never talk about. They The subject comes up of something similar and they want to brush past it. They don't want to acknowledge it. They want to pretend like it didn't exist. And so neither are good. You should be able to talk about it when opportunity presents itself, if it's applicable to the conversation in a way that you're not emotionally wrecked all over again. And so those are like ear markers to be able to determine where you're at and gauge where you are at in your stage of grief healing. But like I mentioned before, you know, I like to go in, I like to be in the shower alone. I feel like the symbolicness of being bare and alone helps me to give myself permission to be bare with my emotions and allow myself permission to cry. And so I think sometimes we think we have to be tough. We have to be strong. We can't show or we are going to pretend like it didn't bother us or we're going to deny those emotions. We're not going to validate them because they didn't happen after all and I'm strong and I can handle it. But I think the sign of strength is being able to experience a wide variety of emotions and being in tune with yourself. I think it's weakness to deflect, to push off, to brush past, because if you're doing that to yourself, you're doing that to the people around you. And I'd guess it's probably hard for you to empathize with other people because you have a hard problem empathizing with yourself. And so take this food for thought with you. You know, maybe maybe this over the weekend you'll be alone and I want you to consciously to search your heart. Is there grief that's undealt with? Is there pain that is unresolved? Let down your guard and allow the tears to flow. It's so healing. And so I just encourage you to give yourself permission to grieve. It's okay. It's okay to feel all the feels. You are strong and you will get through this. As we close, I just want to leave you with this thought. It's one of my favorite quotes by C.S. Lewis. And he says, I sat with my anger long enough and found out her true name was grief. And so if you find yourself reacting in other expressive ways, sit with it and see if the root cause is grief. I know I've given you a lot of food for thought today, but 
be empowered as you evolve. You've survived all of your hard days so far, and you're going to survive through this healing as well. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining me today. And as always, I am your host, Corey Powers. Please follow, share, and review this podcast to help others seeking encouragement. For more information, be sure to check out my website, coreypowers.com. And tune in next time for more Coffee with Corey.